This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron Hello. is with us this morning. More of her in a minute. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Emily. Sarah's already changed my life. Oh, my God. That's great. How long have I been working here, Frank? Um, 12, th- I'm going to ask the producer. Has it been that long? 13 years. Yeah. Get, le- get less for murder. Uh, you had Max Mygraves did that joke yeah, with me years ago. <laughs> but he, he'd been married uh, something like 42 years, and yeah. he said, uh, even the great train robbers didn't get that. I remember that was his thing. I laughed, even though I'd seen it 18 times oh, yeah. on video clips. Sorry, carry on. 19 now. Uh, Sarah <laughs> just pointed out to me something. It's an absolute game changer. I didn't know that we have computers here. Apparently, they're touchscreen. They, they might not have been touchscreen in the early days, though, when we started here. I've been using a mouse. I think they were word processors when we started <laughs> the show. Amstrad. Yeah, exactly. Great news, though. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Pleasure. As you may, Pleasure. Any regular readers will know, but um, Sarah may not. I don't actually have my screen switched on because I can't cope with criticism of any kind. I completely understand, yes. Frank. So I'm sorry if, if you have to deal with any. If you deal with any on my behalf, just keep it to yourself. That's all <laughs> oh I'm God. saying. So I, on the way... Um, I can't remember what the context was, but I said something. I referred to you, Sarah, and I said Sarah B. And then I thought, no, I can't say Sarah B. Because the producer is Sarah Bishop, so that gains me nothing. Okay. And then... All right. I'm going to ask you a question, Sarah. Are you aware of the phenomenon of nominative determinism? I feel like it means when you you suddenly have an awareness of something and then it pops up everywhere, or is it about you behaving a certain way because of your name? That's what it is, Okay, yeah. fine, so, I found it. So people, I, I like that first one, that's an interesting phenomenon as well. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's that your name has an effect on what you do in your life. Now, I was thinking Sarah B, Sarah B, and then started thinking about the whole team, and I thought about Faye Lawrence, who is the assistant producer, and I thought you wouldn't say, um, Sarah B, you'd say Faye L. Mm. And then I thought, oh, that's fail. That's fail. Uh, now, if you say nominative determinism, uh, you don't want to be called fail. No. So I'm not going to use that one. No, please don't. But if she does fail now, I think there'll be a tribunal in 20 years' time saying that it wouldn't have happened <laughs> if I hadn't made her aware of it. She only has you to blame. Yeah. So what do you think? I'm, I've decided this is your jingle for the day, Sarah. See what you think. It feels so obnoxious in a way to say, tell me why you chose it for me, Frank. Well, do you like it, first of all, in an abstract way? In an abstract way, very much, because it felt newsy, it felt professional, it felt informed. Well, I am none of those things. It's from, it's from, you know you are, it's it's from a, a TV show in the 70s called The Baron. <gasps> oh. Which was so, which starred a man called Steve Forrest, who was one of those white guys who starred in TV shows in the 70s, who might have been a detective, might have been a private agent, might have just been a rich guy. Okay. Who did Swanning who, around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, it's great to have you on. It's great to be here. And uh, people will know Sarah from, you know, stuff. I'm trying mm. to think of Will what. they, though? Yeah. I mean, mock, they, they mock the week. You've done Mock the Week. I haven't. Oh, I can't oh, believe I've brought up I something got, you haven't done. No, no, it was done. fantastic. You should have. But much. I've, I was on Would I Lie to You? Oh, that's bigger than Mock the Week. I didn't want to say. <laughs> didn't want to say. Did you, were you uh, a good liar? Yeah, I'm a fantastic liar. Uh, I, I, do you consider yourself to be a good liar? No, I'm a very bad Why liar. Why do you think that is? I, I, I think it might be the Catholic thing. Oh, that's I, interesting. I start to crumble mid-sentence. And do you have a, a guilt that comes with it? Um, I, have, uh, I don't call it guilt, I call it conscience. Oh, interesting. <laughs> he likes to call it conscience. Have you yeah. ever been caught out in a lie as an adult? Um, I don't. This sounds weird, but I don't really lie. Don't 
No, he doesn't lie. So, what do you mean? This is why I've got no friends. Yeah. Because when people say, do you want to come round tomorrow? And I say, no, I don't, I don't want to. Mm. I don't say, no, I've got A, and then make something up. I just say, no, I don't, I don't want to come. It's not a thing I want to do. And well, then I don't hear from them again. Just saying. <laughs> I went to Auchinleck at the weekend. I will need to be told, despite living here almost a decade, exactly where that is located. I'll be honest with you, there aren't that many people, I think, who would know where it was. Oh, OK, are. fine. So, so that's not just me. It's, I'll guess. It's in Ayrshire. Oh, OK. Ayrshire. OK. Is that Scotland, isn't it? It is. OK. <laughs> uh, and it, um, it's a long train journey and changes and all that. But anyway, I'd started the show today, for those of you listening on the Decade channels, with um, Shay's Long, Long mm. by um, Wet Leg. On the Shay's Long, on the Shay. And so I was on the train from Carlisle to Oakenleck, and it was one of these very, there were six people on the train, all um, over 70. First class? No, there is. there is no first class from <gasps> Carlisle to Oakenleck, yes. What Frank, yes. how did you fare? Well, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I just, it's a bit like um, when George Orwell wrote Down and Out in London and Paris. <laughs> I just, I live amongst them and they have no idea. I'm just frantically making notes. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was, and then about, Eight women got on together in a mm. real sort of way oh, like God. that. Ah, and oh. they had, um, I could see these, I, from where I could see two people staring in, hmm, because they were loud talking, and then they got the music out. Mm-hmm. And they played on the chaise long <laughs> on over and over, singing along with it. And to be honest, it was brilliant. It really, they, they sung quite beautifully. Oh. And I really liked it, but I could feel a lot of hate in the room. And the train went to Glasgow, so I thought obviously they're going to Glasgow for a crazy night out. They all got yeah. out at Dumfries. Um, Who knew? Who did? Party town. <laughs> anyway, it made me think, I, I don't know about if you're aware of this, uh, you must be if you use public transport. Um, I'll uh, bat out of this. It's okay, we'll bring, I'm ready we'll to step you. right in because I'm never not on a train. It used to be a headphones thing, didn't it? Up until about five or six years ago. Yeah. And now people just play their music out mm. loud. It's their world and we're just living in it. Exactly. Is the attitude. And I'm thinking it might be time for the old ghetto blaster to come back. Oh. Do you remember those babies? <laughs> In case you're young, yeah, um, people carried them on their shoulder, yeah, on their shoulder handbags. Mass, but yeah, massive. What were they? Were they cassette? Cassettes. Yeah. This is so interesting to me because, in a way that I fear is quite ethnocentric, I thought that was quite a sort of like New York, like a very American, specifically kind of East Coast mm. visual and thing. And you're telling me that the, the ghetto blaster, which yeah. feels yeah. bad coming out of my mouth as a phrase, right? Um, uh, permeated British culture oh, as well. Absolutely, fantastic. Yeah. In Birmingham, there'd be loads oh, of yeah, people sure, wondering sure, about sure, this. Sure, sure, Sure. Yeah. And you think bring it back? Well, I think if it came back now, of course, it would have to be on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> because people don't carry anything over the weight of a set of car keys now. I think in the future, people look, will look back on the early 20th century. Mm. They'll look back on carrying the way we look back on jousting. <laughs> It's something that people used to do in the olden days. Oh, and you used to carry your suitcase. Ha ha ha! Look at this picture of a guy carrying. That's what it. That's what it's going to be like. And the ghetto blaster too too heavy for them. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I went to while I was in Ayrshire. I went to Brig or Dune. Oh yes, as in the musical. Well, it's, it's na- the musical is, I is think, n- named after it. You're talking about the original. It's a, it means bridge over the dune, basically. So it's mm. you know it's a it's a bridge, but it's um, Robert Burns wrote a poem called Tamashanta about a drunken bloke who gets chased by witches and they chase him over Brigadoon. 
Um, well, they don't chase him because they can't cross water, obviously, as witches can't. Classic but, witches. Yeah, mm. but he gets over there. So I was really excited to be there, and you can see the Burns Monument from there. And I, I'd been to the Birthplace Museum that morning, and I felt so Burnsy. <laughs> I like I was in a Burns unit <laughs> in my head. I felt completely Burnsed. And I'm there just soaking it up and thinking about remembering the poem and brilliant... And a guy uh, came up to me and said, um, I'm a singer-songwriter. Oh, was it 1974? No. It was. Didn't I mention that? It always is, apparently, in uh, in Ayrshire. No. And uh, perfectly politely and everything. And I said, oh, you know, great. And uh, he said, uh, I'll play you a a track. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. No one had thought... I'm sort of fine with it. I just wish I weren't on Brigadoon having my moment. <laughs> so um, he played a track and it was, you know, I said to him, well, you know, it's, it's like a proper song with, you know, you got a proper voice. And one to ten, one to ten. Well, yeah. it, it was, I was, I was still um, He's Brigadoon. He's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you concerned he's listening? He might be. He might be listening, yeah. Um, but it's not just that. I, I think Sorry, it was... Minister, one more question. What style of music, what genre? Don't you feel there's only one genre if someone comes up to you and says, I'm a singer-songwriter? Yeah, it was what we I We know call, what it is, Emily. It, it's it what I that call, thing. It's singer-songwriter yeah, music. Yeah, singer-songwriter music. Yeah, you know that stuff. And it was absolutely... If it, I wouldn't have known it wasn't a professional song. It wasn't like, you know... Okay. It was fine. It was fine. And I said, uh, yeah, I said, I, think, I said it sounds like a proper song, you know, with a proper singer. That's a nice compliment. I said anyway, I just oh, want... I don't know. I don't know. I think if I was that dude and what Frank Skinner said to me was it sounds like a proper song. No, but I'm, I'm, not, so... I'm not depressed, no. but I'm not elated. No, Can well... Can you imagine going up to like Sting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Saying it, you know, that sounds like a proper no, but, song. No, but Sting is a, you know, he's a professional. Anyway, this guy, um, he played, if you play someone your music, you're going to get what you get. So anyway, so I I said, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go now. Um, I said, uh, you got a nice, lovely dog, by the way. Oh, no. And he said, oh, you like my dog, but you don't like my music. And I said, no, I never said. But you did, Frank. I didn't say. You did. You implied it. What I should have said was it was a proper dog. Like a proper dog, that (laughs) for Tail. Tail. One of those, you know, those noses that are a different (laughs) colour from the rest of the dog. One of those dogs. You know those noses, different, different. They look they're made from a different fabric yeah. to the rest of the dog. <laughs> oh, anyway, look, it was fine, you know, and good luck to him. What but do you I'm, th- who am I? I'm not what Mickey. Do you say? I'm but not Mickey is, Mouse. Do you think he thought you could somehow give him his big break? I think he thought I was. Um, some I like I was. Um, do you remember Mike? You wouldn't know Mike Mansfield. I'm thinking mm. of these. Or Simon Cowell, someone who's got. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I haven't got connections in that, the music but, but he business. thinks you do. Well, I, I suppose you don't. You know, you meet a, someone you recognise on Brigadoon and you take what you can get. He'd have probably said the same thing to. Um, um, Angela Rayner, if she'd been on there. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I think any anyone. You've but, had you know. a number one single. I've Twice. Had, I've had four. Oh, there you wow. go. Well, I've had four times. And it was anyway. a proper song. It, it was it, lovely. It was. Um, but and I like my dog. So I've got everything. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, I'm sitting sitting opposite you, and we we talked about seventies uh, TV. Mm. Do you remember the Persuaders? Have you ever heard of that, Sarah? No. The Persuaders. This was the 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 premise. There yeah. was a sort of streetwise American, played by Tony Curtis. Yes. Great. Okay. Okay. Called, yeah. called Danny Wilde. Uh-huh. And then there was an English aristocrat, <laughs> Lord Brett Sinclair. Okay. Oh, I see where we're going. I see it. Yeah, yeah. Played it. by Roger Moore, and it is. It's like it's like I'm just watching that on loop with oh, you. Oh my! Oh, between the two of us. <laughs> the, you are the persuaders. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Can I be honest? I'm really chuffed with Roger. Oh God. And I'm chuffed with Tony. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, Tony. I was in a green room. 
once with uh, Tony Curtis. Can you share any anecdotes? Anything it? a little juicy? He had, remember that wig he used to wear that was like... Uh, we were talking about people who should live in High Barnet. And he had a wig when it looked like he'd tried yes. four on in the shop and he'd walked out with all of them stacked. He was, he was toupee stacking. Yeah. Is that a thing, really? And I think, I'll tell you what it was. He, he was with this um, woman who was absolutely like if you had to do an identikit of what a beautiful woman should look like. Mm. She was like six foot two, blonde. Like, you know, amazing. And I think he didn't like being shorter than her, so he just kept adding the toupees. Oh, until yes. he Because re- his, his eye level was at her chin level, but he was the same height as her. That was a, it was like being in a green room with a, a royal guardsman. <laughs> anyway, we were talking off air about yeah. um, that phenomenon. I think it was you. Was it you, Sarah, who brought it up, or Emily? Anyway... Of when you put your phone down and you think you've switched it off Mm. and you haven't and then you say something. I've spoken to people and they've started talking about their partner or something like that and just as they start the first sentence, they take their phone out and make sure it's definitely off. But there's an... I was saying I find it sort of equally terrifying and... Also, it just lures me in. I can't <gasps> not listen. I've had a seven-minute voicemail before. Well, I have. In which I was disgusted. I have. And oh, can, my God. I had one, and I deleted it. <laughs> yes, I didn't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. It's the same as the screen thing, in it? I don't want to know. I don't mind people slagging me off, as long as they just keep it from me. <laughs> Nothing good comes from listening at closed doors. It's uh-huh. so interesting, Emily, because I'm like you, for, like, the, it, it's... Pure fear. Mm. Pure fear. I can't imagine anything that won't hurt me won't be said. But you think there might be a trickle of, she is fabulous. Which, listen, I think is probably what's said about you behind closed doors. I think it's worth the risk of hearing people (gasps) say terrible things about me for the potential 1% chance that I might hear something. Then I think, Frank, you and I are much more vulnerable, I think, is and and, um, (laughs) dumb. Easily influenced by someone else's negativity, whereas there's a core self-belief, Emily, that you have. You know what? I was going to say what my partner and I, my partner knows, Emily, and what we say about you behind closed doors is, is if we're talking about someone and you're like, they're lovely, they're lovely. We're not talking an Emily (laughs) Dean level of charisma is a thing. We're not talking Emily Dean level charisma. That's nice. Oh, I'm really happy about After this this break, we're going to get a a pricey of that uh, seven minute (laughs) voice Mm, message that Emily received. mm, mm, Looking mm, forward mm. to it. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Frank, we've had this in from Murray Bothwell. Like the sound of that. So do I. Frank on the radio, um, I enjoyed uh, seeing Frank, you. Frank, I'm, I'm actually a character in an Oscar Wilde <laughs> short story. <laughs> I enjoyed seeing you at the Boswell Book Festival. And your thoughts on smiling Buddhas, etc. Oh, yes. I like his thoughts on smiling Buddhas, etc. Um, uh, yes, we were, we were going. Basically, I think Christianity is missing a, a, tri- a trick. Because mm. I was in Ikea and they had a Buddha section in Ikea. I don't know how many Buddhas. But you know, people use Buddhas as sort of garden ornaments, as, apart from people who are actually Buddhist. And there was there was uh, smiling Buddhas uh, and the uh, properly laughing Buddhas. There was a reclining, reclining Buddhas. And I just said I felt Christianity. I think the crucifixion. It's an. It, it doesn't draw everyone. It doesn't draw no. in sort of people who are on the fence, if you know uh-huh, what I mean. The way uh-huh. the, way the reclining Buddha. It's problematic a... aesthetically, isn't it? Yes, it doesn't have a casualness the way no, that the No, not, not the reclining. The reclining Buddha was, reclining. you know, he was, he was, he was well, right down also there. Also, the reclining Buddha can be fashioned in a pink suede, in a gold. Got well, to be the, careful with the crucifix. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a head, head of the Buddha as well, and the, and the hair was absolute, like someone who'd really 
really took care of their wow, hair. I don't think I've ever paid attention to a Buddha hair before. Yeah. Can you well, describe it in more detail? It was like, it was like um, what do they call them? Cornrows. It was that kind of uh, oh, very, lovely. very tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. A tight braid. Mm. Yeah. He Whereas so Jesus jolly. is a bit more um, that guy who was the Come UK's representative <laughs> in the Eurovision Song Contest. He's a bit more, it's a bit more sort of fashion thin. Well, don't get honest. me wrong. I Christ's I, body is fashion thin. I, fo- I follow the Nazarene, as you know. I know. I know. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I'm always looking to bring more people in and I think we need a, 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 a softer entrance than uh, than the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And someone said mm-hmm. to me, angels, there's your... There's your your secret weapon. Oh, or a, ch- a ch- is a cherub? People cherub don't like not re- cherubs. No, now. not in the and age of child obesity. No, okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay, frowned on. sure, sure. But angels, I think people do have like angel cufflinks and an angel on He's- my whatever. Can I just say Murray has- Murray's kicked off a whole debate here. Anyway, well, Murray has also um, included a. A picture of, he's saying this is something I saw in, in York Minster, which is moving towards the potential you offered on another religion. And it's it's a beautiful stone statue of what appears to be, what would you say that is, a reclining bishop? Oh, yeah. But what's interesting is, is Twitter... Is as in dead? Twitter, no. <laughs> OK. He's more, it's more like he's uh, it watching the television. He's got his hands on his head. A pensive, pensive, yeah. thoughtful. But it oh, says, like, okay. Twitter has said, Twitter has flagged this as potentially sensitive content. Oh, OK. Maybe it's about religion. Oh, yeah. I see. OK. I mean, there might be people listening to this think, you know, I, I, I'm all right, I think. So, I mean, you know, I'm in there. It's my team. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a lovely statue, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out in a minute. As you know, I don't have my screen switched on so I can't cope with the criticism of any kind, just in case anyone forgot that fact. <laughs> By the way, we were talking about that thing of leaving the phone on accidentally and right. someone... If anyone... I don't <sighs> believe it's ever happened. What do you what? mean? I don't think anyone has ever said anything truly embarrassing or difficult accidentally on a left-on phone they thought was switched off. Okay. We will... Um, if anyone has been on either side of that um, equation... And emails as well. Don't you think like an email where you're, you're somehow accidentally CC'd oh, into one. something yeah. about you or someone hasn't yeah. edited out a line regarding you that perhaps they should have done? Yeah, and I still get charity requests that say things like, Dear Stephen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Do I help them? No. No, let, you let, don't. Let, them burn. let that charity suffer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, text, text or email if you've had an experience like that. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron is with us this morning. You can text the show. On eight twelve fifteen, follow the. Sh- Sorry, I went sort of all method actor. Uh, <laughs> it was as though you were trying to remember my name. I felt. No, no, I, I, I actually know Sarah personally. This so is what I hope. Text this show eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I was trying to remember my name. Okay, much Never better. Never pick better. me up on that. I'm old. <laughs> oh, this I've ruined this. Text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. And yes, Sarah Barron is with us this morning. Chicago, Chicago, that title in town. You are from Chicago. Yes, yes great. I just, I'm glad I got that. Can I say about that song, if I was going to write a song about Chicago, Obviously, I'd be looking for some adjectives mm. for Chicago. And you're saying toddling wouldn't have been your go-to? Tod- I might have got verse four. <laughs> I might have said Chicago, that toddling town. But I don't think I'd have opened with it. I'd have been like yeah. fabulous, you know, windy. <laughs> oh, I also thought it was toddling. Toddling. I also thought it was wonderful town. No, it's toddling town. Oh. I thought it was toddling. Is it toddling? Well, that's toddling town. It's toddling. It would have been with a G, but it's got you know that thing like rock and roll. It's, yeah, rock it's, and yeah, yeah, or rocking. Cool. So toddling. In what? Why? In what way does it toddle? I I do not know the definition of the word toddling. Well, taking it from a toddler, 
I think it means to walk shakily. Wait, 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 wait. It's T-O-D-D. I was picturing, probably incorrectly, T-A-U-D-L-I-N-G, a a toddling town. What does that mean? I don't... I've. <laughs> no idea. I don't think it's a word. I think it probably is toddling. I love people that. I mean, I've heard of wrong song lyric things, but never heard anyone guessing with words that aren't words. So that's, t- toddle, that's brave. It's T O D D L I N G. Toddling it's like a town. Tod- like a toddler. Mm. Toddling. What does that mean? If like, anyone out there knows why toddling. Chicago is a toddling town. Can I make a guess I already don't stand behind? Go on. Is it something about like the second city? Like um like like um you know, New York is 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 swaggering. Swaggering town. And, New- and Chicago mm. coming up on its is toddling. He should have done a series of those yeah. ones. El Paso, El Paso, <laughs> that rather undernourished town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. And more Cleveland, that industrial town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about places I've been. Listen, you've got another hit in you, Frank. Yes. We were on, uh, I was on um, a, a road trip with um, Adrian Childs. And um, we call it the Wallace and Gromit trip. Oh, and uh, I do. And, <laughs> and his mate, Brit, my mate now, Bryn, yeah. who was a, a Sky uh, Sports News presenter. Um, and um, we decided, and this is wrong of us, I know, but on, at the last stop off, we decided we'd go to Hooters. Oh, what, give me a year. What year am I in? What year oh, am not, I in? Not five, six years ago, maybe. Sorry about that. Oh, shoot. Okay. No, maybe longer. I know. For a hoot. Maybe longer. You're going for a hoot. Hooters, in case you don't know, it's like, you know, it's it's not. I'm going to say it's It's, it's not string fellows, but it's, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we got there and it was an empty, uh, we followed, you know, looked it up on the map and we got there. It was an empty um, lot. Mm. And it had been uh, blown away by a recent hurricane. <laughs> it had been completely removed by a hurricane. There was, yeah. honestly, oh there was, you, you could see the shape. It was like a blueprint. You could see the floor plan. Oh, yes. my God. But there was nothing. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was on my book of, uh, uh, of uh, my list of, uh, yes, maybe he does exist. Maybe he does. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been talking a bit about um, unhung, unhung up phone calls. Yes. Or people leaving, um, talking about you on voicemails, mm. etc. John Hopkins, who's one of our regulars, Sarah. Mm. Great, great. Uh, Frank refers to him as... Well, I always say hop. Hopkins, because yes. I saw a one-man play about <laughs> Gerard Manley Hopkins, yeah. who was a poet, in case anyone doesn't know. And it starts with him saying his own name because he quite likes the sound of it. Mm. I mean, it's quite a niche Hopkins. reference. What a, but a I niche like reference and a, and a fascinating quality in a person. Yeah. Mm, Hopkins, he was going. Anyway. My elderly mother does this on a regular basis when she's juggling being on her mobile to me and the landline to her friend Joan. Right. <laughs> I, can I just say I'm already very into Joan. Yeah, I love yeah. the sound yeah, of Joan. Yeah, I like the sound of Joan as well. Anyone called Joan is all right by me. The other week, I clearly heard her say, "Jonathan, this is Hopkins." Jonathan started one of his fitness regimes again. It won't last. Mm. It gets worse. Oh God! Want to know the killer yeah, line? Yeah, I want to hear it. He's got his dad's chubby legs. <gasps> oh, brutal! Man, that is you, that, that, you don't want to hear that. Dad's chubby legs. And that, there's also, I tell you what, there's a sort of a life sentence tone to that. Yeah, you do it, what you like, mate. Yeah. But once you've got your dad's chubby legs, you've got them forever. Them legs are staying. I mean, can I tell you what I find more damning, in some ways, than he's got his dad's chubby legs. Sorry, John, if you're at home and this is quite triggering. Well, he did send it in. He did send it in. It's your own fault. Um, One of his... One of his... Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's... It's it's not going to possibly (laughs) work for him. Sorry, Hopkins. Sorry, mate. Yeah. We've also got some clarification on 
the total. Have you seen this? Show? I have. It turns out I'm a hundred percent wrong, <laughs> which is not the first time that's happened to me. Um, it, uh, to be very oh, so here we've got it. Eight one three has written in. Hey up, you three! Re Chicago, the Todlin town. In the thirties, Todlin was a slang term used to mean something was hip. Sort of oh. the in thing. So rather than applying a bow-legged baby cautiously making its way around on foot, it has more to do with a James Cagney sort of strut. Andy okay. Wood, Bronte country, West Yorkshire. Mm. Well, controversially... Great. Do you know Andy Wood? No, but thanks for the tip. Okay. Um, controversially, the grifter, he sounds like my kind of man, mm. the toddle was a style of dancing... <gasps> Used, I know, with the jazz music of the 20s when this song was written. It was popular in Chicago. Do you like the way I say Chicago? I do like it. (laughs) It's really nice. Okay. And a variation of the style was even called the Chicago. The Chicago. Wow. I love to learn. I love to learn. I love a little fact. Well, I never got... um, that, That When Chicago the musical starts... Oh, yeah. Oh, fabulous. And she talks about rouging her knees. Rouge my knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Rouge being what we use... Uh it's what we used to call blusher <laughs> in the old what, days. What we used so to why call. would you rouge your knees? And, and is it rouge in that sense, or does I rouge think. have a different definition? Oh, I always, I always wondered rouge about that. I'm going to rouge my knees and roll my stockings down. All right. All no, right. you need to roll your stockings down before you rouge your knees, or you're going to get rouge blusher all yeah, over your stockings. Why do you stocking. want pink knees? But is is it rouge in that sense, or is it something about like like um? Uh, like glossing is, is it about something that lo- what can it mean you don't this want to put question. blusher because uh, have they forgot what the special <laughs> said oh no me now what no more pink knees <laughs> Frank well you remember my real childhood fear you know you have that Sarah the you know the monster you fear when you're younger mine was um, okay. Blue Reed Lou Reed was your monster. That's a great. That is a great monster. Terrified of him. What was so? Can you like? Can you go back to your childhood self and remember yes. what was doing it? To the cover you? of Transformer. Okay. 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 Mm. Terrifying. Yeah, sort of pandoresque. Yeah, I had that with a Kiss cover. I think like with Gene Simmons and the oh, tongue, yeah. and just as a child mm. felt terrified by that visual. Yeah, and live, I saw them at the Birmingham Odeon. And like you know, you know, blood would drip from that oh, massive tongue. Ter- I mean, oh. but also they had those tongues of fire, which are very popular now. And I don't think they, they'd quite, they hadn't quite. Very popular the, now. The, the, the juxtaposition of tongue of fire and oh, yeah. very popular well, I'm, now. I'm on a tongue. Great. I'm on a tongue theme. <laughs> Um, but you know the, one, the things that the things that fire up at the front of the stage. Those like big jets oh, of yeah. fire. Oh yeah. Oh. And I'm thinking of tongues of fire. It's again. It's um, it's my Catholic. I was going to say yeah. Yes, I was thinking of. Uh, I'd like to clear. The anyway, so in those days, they hadn't quite got the ferocity <laughs> right. They were, they were um, stage fire pioneers. And honestly, my eyebrows, I felt my eyebrows oh my start, start, to crack, start to crackle with their heat. Oh. It was real, like, you know, it was like hot air balloon. So they're in the middle of, you know, I was made for... And it was like... And then uh, all back in the mosh pit. Oh. The mosh pit was, um, oh man, it was. We, we were smouldering. Oh, I love the excitement of slightly amateur pyrotechnics. Yes. Uh, we, I'd like to share something with you both. Mm. I'd like to clear up rouge my knees. Oh yes. Yes. I do have a bit of a problem with that because rouge my knees. Normally, when it's sung, it contains my worst thing ever in any sort of song is rouge money when they get a gravity <laughs> oh, yeah. oh don't Sarah please I can't actually oh, compare is it, it is it like the try hardness of it is yeah. it overperformed? it also sounds it's like it's cringy a... for you sure do you understand yeah, it sounds I, like an exclamation doesn't it sort yeah. of well rouge my I've never noticed that before and now I see it it's whenever people get, put a gravelly voice on for oh I can't bear it anyway um, hey up again uh, 
Louis Clarabo. This is the same person. It's a musical theatre expert. <laughs> yeah, Andy Wood. Great. Okay. Where's Yorkshire? Hey, up again. Um, Clarabo. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah. Do you like that I said, hey up again? Hey up. <laughs> I think it's hey up, hey up again. He's, he's playing his Bronte. I said, hey and you're, up. you're saying, hey up, tennis, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so go on, what's the answer? Great, great. Okay, hey up again. Uh, Clara Bow, Louise Brooks, etc., mm. used to put rouge on their knees before putting on their wow. stockings in the Roaring Twenties to make their knees more noticeable as an odd kind of way to accentuate their gams. Wow! That is weird. What's gams? Is that legs? legs. Oh, yeah. Good gams. No. That is... Um, there must be better ways of getting your knees red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I, was thinking, when... I was thinking of prayer. Sorry, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> when is no. he not? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great. That's a, I, they were very, very beautiful women, Clara Bow and uh, Louise Brooks as well. Thanks, got quite niche days. Yeah, I, I, as, as Alice <laughs> Cooper said, I love the dead. <sighs> we're going to see him this week. Me and my son's going to see Alice Cooper at the O2. <gasps> No! Yeah. My son is obsessed with him. You're kidding me. He's My obsessed son is obsessed with, with him. Cooper. Oh. He's playing in London this week. Yeah, he's at the O2. To be continued. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, we're, we're with, as I've said a few times, with Sarah Barron this morning. Uh, Sarah, what? What's up? I'm going to tell you this thing that happened to me this week. Oh, okay. And what I want, I'm, I like to be very intentional with, yeah. with what I want out of sharing this story with you mm. is what I'm supposed to do. Okay. okay we we like up. to give advice. I'm solicited. My, my favorite thing that can ever happen to me is someone being like, listen, I need some advice. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> solicited opinions. <laughs> so, so what happened was this. I am, um, and the backstory here is I'm a lady who's desperate to be liked, so I never get into yeah. confrontation, but then I walk around with a lot of internal rage. <laughs> Love it. Constant internal anger. Mm. I feel very seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen you in this capacity as well. And then the other, the other uh, logistic that's important is that I live um, in a terraced house. We have neighbors who I'm going to refer to as the Joneses. And sort of on the pavement in front of both our houses, but a... Uh, a little more in front of the Joneses. Mm. There's a tree on a little patch of gravel. Yeah. Right. Fine. I'm leaving the house the other day and sort of in a, in a tizzy trying to get my son to school and I take a bag of rubbish and I open up the bin and in my bin someone has put a horrific pillow. Like there's fleas in this pillow. It, it's It's got a disgusting masticated fabric. It's grotesque. And I'm like, who put this who put this pillow in my rub? This is I didn't, someone put this pillow in my rubbish. I get angry. Forget about it. Fine. Then two days later, the exact same thing happens. I have another bag of rubbish. I open my bin and someone not in my family has put a huge bit of like Deliveroo rubbish oh. in my rubbish. I really wanted that to be another pillow, a second. I yeah. know, yeah. but and then a quilt the next day. Yes, exactly. Oh. That that would have been the more interesting story. No, it's still but interesting. To, but to I'm back, tense. I'm feeling tense. Are you feeling yeah. tense? Okay, so so what happened was, having spotted the the bag of rubbish, the second deposit into my rubbish bin, I have a rage spike and I just yeah. take everything out. And I'm like, in my head, my was like, this is not my business. This is not my problem. I go into the brown rubbish bin and I just put it on the road but on the little square of land that the tree is in oh no man's land yeah that's how I'm thinking about yeah, it in my neutral. head when it, it's like you're so putting it in Switzerland I've put yeah. it in Switzerland yeah the next day, raccoons have gotten into it, or a fox or something. Raccoons? So it's just, raccoons? It was very American. I think do, sometimes I've lived here 10 years, but sometimes an Americanism. What else was that? Coyotes? Uh, there were always raccoons. I lived in New York and Chicago and constant raccoons, but it must have been a fox. Yeah. We yeah. get squirrels, just FYI. No, but it's mainly foxes. It was a fox. Yeah. It was a fox, but in my heart, it was a raccoon. <laughs> I, I love that. It was a raccoon like- in my heart, probably in reality a fox. So, so it's, it's 
it's strewn everywhere and I see this and I start to feel some guilt. And I start to feel some shame. And I do what I always feel when I feel guilt and shame, which is I have to get it out. So I say to my husband, Jeff, I go, I think I maybe did a bad thing. And I point to it. We leave the house. I was like, that's my fault. Because someone, and I tell him what happened. And he's like, you've basically put all our rubbish in the Joneses front yard. I said, that's mm. not quite what I did. No, he's like, that's come what he's not like, allowing for neutrality. He, no, no, no. <laughs> he's he's looking at he's seeing it. He's yeah. going, it's basically now in their front in their mm. front area. Mm. So I then of course clean it up. This is all happening in broad daylight. I then clean it up. My question becomes what I know about the Joneses is they've got security cameras. <sighs> did they see the whole thing? Do I apologize and be like, I just want to flag. I didn't have a great moment. Please know that I know it will never happen again. We have a good relationship, these neighbors and I. Mm. Or not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> she says. Do I lock it down and pretend the whole thing never happened? Frank, well, we we'll, want to we'll hear it, your we'll, answer. We'll discuss this. this after the break, but I I I wanna be there if you're gonna tell them you were looking out your bedroom window that night and you saw raccoons <laughs> doing it. Frank Skinner. I have to say, I feel that Frank and I both yeah. like to take any opportunity <laughs> oh, no, that's to sing a little something, something. And I mean, Frank, I picked up on it in minutes yeah. of being sat across from you. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, I like to do that, too. I can't, I can't help. Every, I can't vir- help it. Virtually oh. every phrase triggers a song lyric. Do you feel that there is something deep inside you? You know, you've been around for a while. People know who you are. Is some part of you thinking mm. West End? Frank Skinner, yeah. well, such did. and such starring Frank Skinner. Is I, that what you're gunning for every time you sing I, a little note? I turned down Mr. Cellophane. Yeah. Did you know in, that? Uh, in Chicago. You turned it down. It's one of the greatest tragedies what? of my life. I know. Mm. And I turned down um, an operatic an, yeah. role. But wait, 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 wait. Why would... You clearly... The song is inside you. I know. I thought... I think being in Chicago, the stage show... Mm. Is a bit like doing Strictly. I think um, I think Kath would be um, DNA testing me when I got in every night. Fair enough. I'm with Kath on that. I'm not. I th- I think it's the greatest thing that could ha- to be in Chicago in the West End. No, yeah. I wasn't okay. prepared. She to... stands alone. No, fine. no. I, I mean, I love it. I love oh it. Love God. it. I wasn't prepared to rouge my knees. You weren't going to no. rouge the knees. No, you don't oh. have to. You just have to lean when you're Mr. Cellophane. So Darius ended up doing it though. Oh, yes. Yeah, he did it. Well, there's been a few, um, But you you would have been a good Mr. C. There's been a lot of stunt <gasps> casting in the stage. I think Frank does I have come. the potential for musical theatre. Oh, it's... Like, it's oh. He bleeds it. There's such a readiness <laughs> there. We sound like very pretty <laughs> talent agents. I, I think. The thing about Frank yeah. is he is a can, wonderful twin. Do you think I'd be more of a... I've grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> yes, you can do I've grown accustomed to her. <laughs> when like he's going to sing, out. he's going to sing... Breathing in. Like breathing out. And you think he's going to sing, and then he goes, I'm breathing in. And you think, oh, I thought you were going to sing, you cheeky monkey. Okay. Okay. So what the, the I bins? just would like to share this with you, uh, because it relates to both of you. Mm. Ruth Jordan, who's one of our regulars. Great. The morning sun shone down upon the eyes it's of Ruth so Jordan. close to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it again. Go on. Ruth Jordan, Sarah's story about her bin problems made me wonder if Frank has resolved the bin issues he was having with his new neighbour who greeted him (gasps) with, we need to talk about your bins. Did he take my advice to borrow the Tipton Slashers monkey, I know, Sarah, a lot to unpack, but we'll get to it, (laughs) and put it in the neighbour's bin? That question to Frank Skinner. Well, I didn't do that. Okay. Um, you know, people put animals in bins. It's caught on uh, CCTV and their lives are destroyed. Look, Next thing you know, there's a, r- a raccoon in there. Poor Mary oh. Bale. Remember Mary Bale who put a cat in a bin? Do you Is remember it, that, Sarah? No, I, I'm sorry. It was a scandal about, what, ten years ago? Maybe became, well, I, I, don't, I moved nine and a half, so just oh, missed this little man, you just Bale missed, You just missed Bale, guys. You didn't get Bale. Well, the, the, but that neighbour hasn't moved in yet. She was just... Um, I wonder why that is. She, she was just wrecking 
So I'll tell you what I have done is that when the bin men come and they leave the bins out on the pavement... Can you briefly tell Sarah what happened? Well, we've got... We, oh, we, we can't now, but I'll, I'll come, I'll come back with this. And at the edge exactly. of my Frank, Coming up later, Frank's bin story. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need, a bin hanger. <laughs> This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute. Is that what I say? Yes. Okay, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. The words became chewing gum towards Ooh. the end. Absolute Radio. We left the nation slightly on the edge of their seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I trailed Frank's bin story. Yes. Which you were going to share with Sarah. Yes, yeah, so that our new neighbour um, said that we got too many bins. We'd overbinned the pudding. And that's truly, that's a yes or, that's a factual thing. Well, I've never, thing. no, it's a, it, it it's can either an aesthetic, you do or you it's don't. an aesthetic opinion. But you do or you don't, right? Like there's a certain number of bins you can have. Well, I compared it with um, that moment in Amadeus. <laughs> When um, the, crown, <laughs> the crown prince says, too many notes, Mozart. The, the human ear can only um, accept so many notes. I'm right, am I not, uh, Salieri? Yes, your majesty. And she felt that we had too many bins. We, we just sort of, I don't know, we'd acquired bins. What's her tone? Can you, mm. can you do an impression? Can you act her tone oh, right well, now? Well, the said. problem is she's American. Shoot. Okay. And um, what's the... Uh, do you want to give me a note and have, I can try and do it? Ever, I can be her. Have you ever heard um, how... Um, <laughs> who, where does it come from originally, that? Is it your dad used to say it or something? Uh, or yeah. was it... Yeah. No, I believe it was all, it, it was how I saw it as sort of characters, posh, nasty English characters in films would say. Yeah. Uh, when someone from... You know, they would introduce someone who'd come over from the States and they would say... An American. <laughs> yes. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so she was, she was that. Yeah. And, and I, I went to, I her, her door was ajar, and I thought that some, uh, she hadn't moved in yet. I thought they'd got squatters or intruders or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I went up to and said, uh, you know, you know, when hello becomes yes. uh, quite a lot. Hello, <laughs> like I, I can phone, I can phone the police, you know, with this hello. <laughs> It was like that. And she emerged and she said, oh, don't worry, I'm the person moving in. I said, oh, hello, welcome and all that. And I said, it's a really nice area. If we need to help you with anything. She said, yeah, well, there is. We need to talk about your bins. Third sentence. So I said, what about them? And uh, she said, well, there's too many. She said, you know, I asked the previous lady why you've got so many and she didn't know either. Um, so already I'm being talked about behind my back. And, oh, I said, and I said, well, this couldn't have started any worse. He said that it? to her face. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, listen, I'm 100% on your side and okay. not just to try to make you like me more. Right. So, I'm not um, saying I'm not on his side, but I vomited when he told me that. You Okay, that was too much for you. But um, anyway, so she, I haven't seen her since because she How hasn't actually moved it? in. This was like a couple of months She's ago. not going to move in. She will move in, yeah. And I will still be a good neighbour. I think that's important. Okay. But what happens is when the bin men come, they empty bins and they leave them all over the pavement. So hers are all over the pavement. Now, normally with the previous neighbours, I used to put theirs back into place or they would put mine back into place mm. but I'm not these are so loaded these bins oh my god you like, can't the unloaded it. bins are so loaded I can't touch them so they're just around how many bins do your other neighbours have three how many do you have I think interesting six. Sarah that he immediately knew the yeah. neighbours bin count and not his own oh Frank you think it is too many bins that's ridiculous. I don't like how she spoke to you. Right. But I think you might have too many bins. <sighs> can I be honest? Go on. I feel like I can, I can speak openly now. Uh-huh. That I have you here. Yep. I have to agree. I'm Six here for backup. Is it's out, too many. It's outrageous. Well, look, I didn't, I didn't get them. They just arrived. I was given six bins by the local council. You're gifted. Gifted. <laughs> six they're, bins. They're the six bin, bins. you know. They're the bin uh, calculators. It just feels... I don't do bin maths. There'll be a person at the, at the council who does bin allocation uh, uh, maths. 
And that's what he's come up with. Six for me, three for them. Here's the thing. you it, it, As is often the case with everything in life, everyone has a point. This lady's got a tone issue, and Frank Skinner has too many bins. Mm. There you go, fair summary. Yeah. Oh, you wait, like, wait, wait till we get round to your rubbish <laughs> debate. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I'd like to share this from Nick McFerrin. Okay. Finding it strangely Is surreal. It, don't worry. No. Me. That was Bobby oh. McFerrin. No. It? Oh, it was. But he has, it? as an Be avatar, happy. he has a little Pac-Man. Does he really? Which I rather like. Finding it strangely surreal hearing English words like rubbish and pavement uttered by the charming... Mm. Now, I hope you're okay with this. Mm. Comma... Yet American okay. at Sarah Barron. You Sarah know, Barron, how do you feel about that? I feel fantastic because what it's saying is I had to do a little work to win this guy over. <laughs> That's always good, isn't it's it? It's always positive. He didn't want to like me. He heard the voice. He thought she's going to be a bit much, and I am, but I'm still adorable. I did a gig once at... Uh, I was interviewed at Latitude. Sure. And when they went to the Q&A, oh, yeah. a woman said... Um, her question was, I used to really not like <laughs> oh, you. Oh, there we go. And now I like you a lot. Have you changed or have I? <laughs> Do you know what? What a great question. What a then. great question. Yeah. You, you took me on a roller coaster with that one, yeah. Frank. But in the end, what a great... Because was there was an accountability question. there yeah. that, yes. that saved her likability in the very end. And what was your... Fe- how did you respond? Well, I said it was a great question, first of all. And I said, it's very hard for me to estimate your change. Sure. But I said, I also... Well, how old was this woman, by the way, when you said that? Because that could have gone one of two No, ways. well, she might, she might have been at that. Okay, um, okay. She might have been at that. I felt a bit of a kiss front row. <laughs> a heat, heat, heat storm coming off her at one point. <laughs> no, um, she wore dungarees, I remember. Um, Do you know I'm really warming to her? Garish dungarees. Yeah, I mm. I like her. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about um, how, as you... Um, get into uh, the public eye mm. that you start your um, you start bringing up your uh, dials all of them to ten not just the ones that uh, is uh, sellable but all the other things about you all come up to the surface so when you first day you just yes. want to be Jack the Lad football fan sure. then you think you know what well interestingly I were I mean I say it's interestingly you'll be the judge of that I was staying with a friend in Suffolk. That's not interesting. What well, is interesting? I like it so far. Okay, his wife, um, Georgia, she. Georgia. I caught her. Classic. Watching a video on her phone mm. of Frank on Songs of Praise. Oh yeah, really? I think that's had like eighteen million hits. She ordered the comedian's <laughs> prayer book wow. by Frank Skinner. So what I love is that my friend Georgia has a very niche interest in you, which is entirely mm. an ecclesiastical one. Can I say, I could oh, really? get, I could see myself, I don't really, I know that side of you exists, but I don't know that side of you, but I can see myself yeah. getting quite into it because I get um, really, um, I would say almost excited by people I respect who I consider to be sort of you know brains who are quite religious I'm loving this sentence oh yeah I mean I'm I'm I'm, I mean, it's sincere, okay. and again, always wanting someone to like me. But because I, w- I would like to become a bit religious as I get older, because really? I, as, as death looms ever more present, Absolutely. I want to feel <laughs> the possibilities. Well, I think you are there. When you said, um, I'm saying all these nice things because I like people to like me, obviously that does change the whole. But, but Frank, it's not insincere. Okay. I just have two motives. But Thomas Hobbes... I don't know who that is. Yeah, the 18th century philosopher. <gasps> oh! ...said that he gave money to poor people because he couldn't cope with the pain he felt about feeling bad that he hadn't given money to poor people. He didn't actually care about them. He cared about <laughs> him and the way he yes, felt. Yes, I think I actually probably only care about how I feel. Yeah, I think that, that Hobbes would be with you 100. Okay. We never got round to... Um, we were asked for advice from Sarah about um, the raccoon gate. 
And uh, in case you've just tuned in, Sarah found two things in her bin which she didn't put there. And I still find things. I found like a, a pan, a door panel from a car. Really? In my bin. How dare they? Exactly. Too much. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sarah um, put the stuff, that the last lot she found, on a, a neutral territory in that square that surrounds trees on pavements. <laughs> mm. And then the raccoons or some other creature got it and it was all over the neighbour's thing and she cleaned it up. That's a fair summary. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Should you go round? But do they even know it happened? I, they probably do. And the thing, subsequently since telling the story, I've now been thinking about it more as tends to happen. And I think there's no way. My fear was because they have a camera Hmm. That, that, that they would somehow... But they're not watching the footage. I shouldn't think so. Like, if, if, if they saw something was stolen, then they then you go, you watch the footage. Can I be honest? I've got some terrible news for you. Oh, God. I have friends with a lot of CCTV cameras, and they do they watch the footage endlessly. <gasps> do and, and so do I. Wow. What do they do? They sit down at night. So what, this is so uh, my, interesting. It's my, my, Tuesday, my um, pick tonight. Should okay. we say Wednesday between 9.30 and 11 yes. o'clock? You got it. Rear garden <gasps> Wait door. Wait a second. It is my favourite. Rear garden door. I even. am obsessed by it. Oh, I love it. I'm obsessed by it. Do you think this is typical of people who have CCTV stuff in their home or this is unique to your friends in particular? No, I think we would all do it I if don't, we had the CCTV. I, let me... Oh, just, uh, <laughs> it's like watching an Andy Warhol <laughs> yeah. movie. Nothing yeah. happens. Oh, that's a bad thing, is it? <laughs> I think... So the reason that my neighbours got it, I think think is that there's just a lot of crime on our street for like we're, we're very yeah. near a high street where there's like a lot of bars and stuff and I just think drunk people are always coming up and down on the weekends mm. and they got it because all, like three streets on our road three houses on a road were burgled multiple times mm. Mm. why did your can I just say Sarah's it? family are at home today Yes, okay, they just are. in case, just so with their, uh, a burglar's with, with their pit bull terrier. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I've got to say, I, I, I think it's a good, it's a, it's so entertaining. It's like oh. the Beatles get back, or what? Big Brother, or just watching the comings and goings. Do you watch it on fast forward? No, but I think that's a great idea. Thanks for that tip. Yeah, top tip. I will do. Can I? Uh, we've had. We've heard from. Six. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the ending <laughs> of the watching CCTV. What else do you want to know? I mean, I have got details. What should, I don't What's think Sarah most... needs to talk to the neighbours. I no, think she. No, no, did, no, no. I, even I, if yeah, they I watched it, they'd have like ten minutes of saying, "Look, yeah. look what she's done. She yeah. caused this," and then. They would see her cleaning it up and think, you know what, we were wrong about Sarah. And can you imagine if that was your experience and then this lady Mm. who sounds this way and lives next to you knocks on the door and says, hi, guys, I just want to, like, get into a little something to make sure that the air is clear between us. (laughs) Um, No, it would it would be it would be the insult added to the injury of what I already did. Well, this we had a And then you hear her, sorry, you hear the woman saying to her husband, it's the American. Yes. Well, I had a debate (laughs) about if if you ran over the neighbour's cat, what would you do about it? Would you just. um, Well, Frank, we know you and your little pure heart, you'd have to be honest. My idea was to go around, knock on the door, and open with, you know, that nine lives thing? (laughs) Oh, God. That's great. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. 601. Mm. Morning team. I'm wondering if perhaps the neighbours secretly have been envy. Are you being shown favouritism here? Now, I don't know if he's suggesting or she's sorry that this is a celebrity based thing. Yeah. But I'll continue. While six bins is overkill and possibly unsightly. Yeah. They went unsightly. Mm, they've gone that far. Uh, <sighs> might it be the principle of the matter here? Oh, I love it when people say that because you know what? It never is the principle. No. Uh, why should you get six bins when they have to make do with three? Because they're Wait, it's a good payoff that you're like. Okay. I think they're just jealous. But they're new. They, uh, they'll, they'll get six bins if yeah. they hang around as long as I, I don't am. think it's jealousy. I think she finds your bins unsightly. Why didn't she mention my six cars? You don't have six. <laughs> what if I had six kids? What, what would I expect from her then? Yeah. What if you had a six? Do you pack? need that many kids? <laughs> 
You have got a six pack. I haven't got way. a six pack. There's one in there You're somewhere. You're very trim. Always oh, lovely. He's so trim. Do you know he's he's always kept his figure. <laughs> he has always kept his Don't figure. Yeah. Please. Yes. Please. <laughs> I can I tell you something. I was you know you know I was talking about my trip to Ayrshire <laughs> to the Boswell Book Festival. At the end of it, I I was uh, me and uh, Denise Miner, who I met. Uh, TV things with who's um, a very fabulous person um, we did a, a sort of session together it was the last session of the festival and the penultimate one was um, was Martin Jarvis and Rosalind Ayres who are act, actors so there was just us left everyone else had gone home so the, it was like the people who worked on the um, thing and us four and we sat in this baronial hall Mm. Um, have you got a baronial horse? I'm sad oh, to say I oh, And we ju- I just told comic- comedy anecdotes and, um, and Martin and Ross told theatrical anecdotes and no one else spoke. It was like a sort of rap battle for the elderly. <laughs> Uh, we, and, you know, so Ros was so well. I I was directed by Laurence Olivier. Oh, and lovely. I'd say, well, oh my god, yes, I was doing um, a gig at Battersea Power Station. It was all, it was all like that, and it was, oh, it was. I love great. Do you think you won? You know what? I'm not sure I did. Can you okay. be? I when no, I was directed can't. by Laurence no, Olivier. Can't. That's really right up there. That's good, isn't but it? But it was it was it was joyous. But no one else spoke, and we should have said anyway. We're talking too much, but I don't think the thought crossed any of our minds. Fair enough. It was brilliant. I had a I had a great I met Bonnie Langford who I love. You'll like him. You're him her. Yes. You'll be a fan of hers because Frank likes Doctor Who. Sarah, do you know about this? That Frank has a Doctor Who. Can I say obsession? Is it an yeah, obsession? Yeah, it's an obsession. Okay, yeah. yeah. It is an obsession. Yes. Um, and she was a companion to two yes. doctors. Yes. But she did one of the best theatrical anecdotes ever. She said to me. She said, well, I got a terrible review when I was seven from Noel Coward, darling. I mean, that's good. But I don't know if it's up there with Emily's own um, childhood tantrum. I don't want to go to Doris Lessing's house. (gasps) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've been talking about bins and CCTV. Oh, haven't we, though? It's all getting very sponsored by the council this yeah. week. Ultra Magnus has got in touch. He's one of our regulars. He's, uh, he's been hanging yeah. around this week, just caught us at the last second. Yeah. Uh, some CCTV cameras record highlights that make notes of when there's movement on the camera. Oh. Okay? It's a bit like Match of the Day. Why do Don't they you do feel that, that anyone hu- who would get CCTV cameras in their house to begin with would then if they know that that exists would just immediately defer to that method well listen to this it depends it depends whether you like the test match or the one day game (laughs) some nights you might say you know what I'm really I don't have I don't have much in me tonight can we watch the uh, CCTV (laughs) highlights package instead of the you know what I just want to see the raccoon appearances yeah exactly so listen to this you can can put that in um, raccoon only and you just get that oh yeah I do google searches all the time for that so you get the bits where Sarah is fly tipping mm-hmm. but not endless hours of just motionless street view dream so, I would like you, that for my 50th birthday well we get I have to say we get random um, bin things people putting stuff in the bins what is and going on what, if you had CCTV you could solve that in uh, in a short period of time but the thing is is that you sort of you know it's a, a person having a strange moment Mm-hmm. It's not going to be your neighbour. It's going to be someone you've never seen before. Can I just say something? You know you just said you wanted that for your birthday. Yeah. Sarah told me off air a brilliant thing mm-hmm. she got for her birthday from her husband. Mm-hmm. Her husband got her a stylist <laughs> for her birthday. There's a, there's a criticism nestled in there somewhere. How do you feel about that, Frank Skinner, if you got that for Kath? I don't know if I'd have the courage to get that <laughs> for yeah. Kath. I interviewed yeah. Kenny Rogers once. Oh. Do you know Kenny Rogers? <laughs> No, but thanks for the tip. And he used to buy, um, he said for Christmas and birthday, he would buy friends, <laughs> wait for it, liposuction <gasps> vouchers. No! <Yeah. laughs> 
liposuction vouchers so that they could get fat removed. Oh free. my god! Oh, Katy Perry buys her friends therapy. How nice! Yes. No. Yeah. No. 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 I need. No, 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 I need no. to buy my friends therapy. <laughs> Whatever therapist allows that. The, sort voucher of, the voucher is null and void. Is a decent therapist, I, right? Do you have to tell them up front you've got the voucher so they don't they don't put it into the uh, into their ledger? <laughs> I think it's more a a therapeutic retreat she gifts them. I think therapy voucher. I mean, I've never had a voucher in... in, Does it come in guineas? (laughs) (laughs) I always imagine therapists charging guineas, but maybe that's incorrect. I don't know. Kenny Rogers, though. Oh, the liposuction. I mean, that is... And I said, don't... Aren't you worried you'll offend them? He said, man, I, I get uh, lipo, liposuction all the time. It's great. Yeah. He yeah, said, okay. I like to just eat what I want. Oh, my and God. And then I go, I, he's, he's dead now, can he? Yo, I was going to say, what I've heard about that is that if you start getting real into the lipo, but the, the diet and exercise doesn't sort of uh, complement that thing, that what happens is, like, let's say you suck all this fat out of your belly. Mm. It then, like, starts growing up out of your back. Like, oh. it needs to find a place to go. Well, I think oh, um, no. he's now on sale at the Country uh, yeah, Western sure. Museum in uh, the form of candles. <laughs> a Kenny Rogers candle? <laughs> Made from his... <laughs> from his liposuctioned fat. Anyway, we can't end like this. Some people about to have their lunch. <laughs> Look, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, my God, morning. a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. It's, it's been, a, it's been a joy. And um, I think you've. I think if the neighbours have heard this, you might have had an extra bonding thing you might not have anticipated. Yeah. Do you know what they'll or... say? They'll say, you know, I'm warming to the American. Yeah, exactly. So um, thank nice. you as well, Emily. But, you know, you're here every week, so I can't be thanking you. I'm a comfortable you. old parasite. Exactly. Mm. It's a bit like that. And so am I. Thank you so much for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time <laughs> next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.